I don't know if you've had the situation where they walk in and it's dark and you think it's Tyrion from, you know, <laughs> Game of Thrones. And then they come up with a dummy. It's happened. They come up with a dummy in the mouth right up to you and go, <laughs> Is Dada hurting, Mama? <laughs> no, Mama's making hot for Sussy. That's what's happening. <laughs> Comedy. A profession intended to entertain and make people laugh. And as is said, a day without laughter is a day wasted. However, each day brings with it its own challenges. Disappointments and mountains to climb. But you know, every time you are able to find laughter in a difficult situation, you inevitably will win. Today we are joined by Nick Rabinovitz, a comedian who has managed to be moderately successful, sporting a list of achievements the likes of which many can only aspire to. For instance, he once posed nude, not because anyone asked him to, he just did it. Also, he represented South Africa at the Jewish Olympics, which is like the Special Olympics, but just with more accountants. He has made appearances on international stages in Australia, Canada, Holland, the United Kingdom, London's Royal Albert Hall, America, and in Zimbabwe. In this episode of the Map Round Show, Nick and I wax lyrical about life, genealogy, kids, and wives, and chats only for 60 seconds about his current show, Dry White, currently running at theaters around the country. So get your tickets from CompuTicket now. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. And we're live. Thanks, guys, for the, for the hands-down approach to live communication. It's like the old days where it was like in, it was like five, four, and then one of those. It was one of those. I remember those days. Do you? Yeah. Why? On the Coca-Cola Mega Millions game show just before the news on SABC2. Really? It was my first live TV gig. What were you doing there? I was the host of the game show. Oh, heavy. Yeah. What's that like, hosting a game show? Uh, it's uh, Well, at the time, it was quite exciting because I hadn't really had a TV gig. Uh, it was also quite nerve-wracking because mm. you had to do this thing live and find a winner, get them on the phone, and get you know done in time for Rian Krebach and to read the news and he was actually behind you could see him behind like a glass thing uh, and like you know just sorting out his wig and the state for the niche and um, it was cool do your best Rian Krebach and impersonation uh, I can't really do a Rian Krebach really no I I, I um, stumped Nick other than well one. I've got this idea that one day when we're able to upload our consciousness to the cloud and then download it when we die into a new body that some of the problems could be like what if that hard drive there's like nothing on it except like five seasons of game of thrones like, so they just they just wiped you out completely which isn't that different from you i don't think you were alive in the 80s were you I was. You were. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but I can remember my dad or my grandpa like recording Dallas on a Tuesday. And, I love Dallas. And then wanting to watch it on like a Friday, putting it into the Betamax machine. And it played like the opening bars of and then it was like, hello, it's Rian Greivach and welcome by Denise. That's my impression of Rian Greivach. Round of applause for the greatest Rian Greivach and well done. It's quite amazing to have such a great audience. I know. They're really interacting yeah. today. So if you haven't guessed who it is by now, I am joined by the infamous Nick Rabinovitz. Am Welcome I infamous? to the show, dude. I don't really know. I don't know. I, I was at your show like about 18 months ago. I don't know. I'm guessing now. Probably a, close to two years ago in um, Monte Casino. I don't know. What, I, don't know yeah. I don't remember what the name of the show was called. 
Can you remember? Did I, did I speak about the time my dad died? No. Okay, and then it wasn't that show. <laughs> but um, but for those of you who don't know, who how would you describe yourself? Oh, who is Nick? Um, forty-two-year-old uh, cisgender heterosexual white Jewish male from Constantia. Beautiful, beautiful. Succinct. Cisgender is a word I learned recently. I just dropped it in there. I don't know if cisgender. You yeah. I didn't want to go there, but let's go there yes, now. when your gender identity matches the sex you were assigned at birth. That's, that's incredible. Lucky, someone says. <laughs> that's very lucky. What is the name of the person that said that's lucky? Uh, that's Alexis. Alexis, thank you for the cake. I really appreciate that. It's delicious. Uh, red velvet, I believe. Red it is velvet. Well, I didn't Valentine's. get any cake. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Thank Screw you. you. Happy Valentine's Day, Nick. Yeah, it is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. What have you done for your wife? I see you married. Um, I have. Well, she's in Cape Town, mm-hmm. and I haven't had any flowers delivered or. Any, but I did call her, mm. and we spoke um, on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all you. All it's not very that's, romantic. I'm sorry, but we do have three children, and there's other stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, we've done the the romantic stuff. It's all done now. It's very man man like. Yeah, I've actually got a Valentine's Day um, pop pop shield. I believe it's called a pop shield in the industry. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah. Jeez, you learn something new every day. If you haven't guessed by now, we have no idea what we're going to. We talk don't know about. what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's talk, talk about how I lost seventy five Instagram followers yesterday. Did you lose seventy five? Yep. I lost 75. How I calculated you know it because did I, you was, actually go manually I was desperately trying to get to 5,000. And so I've been watching the numbers go what did up. You and say? yesterday it was on 4,914. And when I checked this morning, it's on 4,855. Yeah, but what did you say? I posted a picture from a show I did two years ago, uh, a character that I played called Bertie Rab, who um, was a uh, um, ancestor of mine who shortened his name. From, it was Rabinovitz, and then we shortened it to Rab. We gave our surname Abris. And when I tell people that in England, they don't know what I'm talking about, because they're waspy Anglo-Saxon country folk. And so, uh, anyway, and I uh, posted uh, a, quote, a quote of his from the show. That's a very long quote. Where, well, that wasn't the quote. Oh, wasn't the, it? No. Do you what want to hear the, the, the quote? The Tell quote, us everything. The quote was, um, the, the quote was, people make assumptions about one's sexuality based on the silliest things. And when one is like me, um, charming and well-spoken and well-dressed and one fornicates with one's living manservant, Algae, people assume one doesn't like the ladies when in fact one does. Did you get any likes on that? <laughs> Not many. It's a man. <laughs> we need to get someone needs to explain what a man man is. Yeah, explain it to me, Chris. You're the man man of the group. Give Chris a mic. <laughs> Somebody help us. What is yeah, the definition on, of a, here, people. a man man? I'm the man. I'm the man. Actually, so came man. up with it yesterday. So we're talking about Valentine's Day yep. and what men do and what they don't do. Right. Like Chris ran, this is actually how it happened. So Chris went out yesterday to buy flowers, right, for his missus. Came back bitching and moaning about how expensive flowers are. 
<laughs> Chris is like, they are. Um, but then, uh, but then I think Sonal was like, that's a very man man thing to do. You know, like the the oh, traditional yeah, man man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Versus the modern man, which is kind of like what you are, well, which is you phone your wife and thinks say, to himself, you know what? Um, there's a problem with the bees. The bees are dying. And uh, which bees? No bees. There's a whole all bee disease. Yeah, the bees are dying. And um, and in the future, they they may all die out. And then we won't be able to what you call it. What do the bees do? Pollinate the um, mm. the flowers. Mm. And in future, Chris. <clears throat> Luckily for you, we we won't actually be able to buy each other flowers on Valentine's Day. And then what Woolworths will do <laughs> is they will make um, flowers from potatoes. They will they will create pre-carved potato flowers. Do you know that they make fake ice cream when they do food shoots? They use potatoes and not real ice cream. Well, this that? is what I'm talking about. Well, this is it. Sort of. This is exactly what rule was to do. And you'll go in there and they'll be like, well, you can get this lovely uh, bunch of uh, uh, flowers for, I don't know what you paid. How much? Uh, 150 rand. Or you can get this fantastic uh, bunch of pre-carved potato flowers for 900 rand. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'll take those. And you, because uh-huh. it's a man-man thing to do. And you take them home and you give them to your wife and you say, happy Valentine's, babe. And she's like, for fuck's sake, I'm panting. <laughs> What do you think about that, Chris? <laughs> you still like potatoes. Okay, he's a, he's a potato guy. Let's do quote of the day. I'm fascinated by this. I saw you writing this oh, earlier. Oh, yeah, that's so my quote of the day. Take, take, take us through this. Well, it's quite nice for Valentine's Day. I thought it was uh, a it's Valentine's It's written in day. red. Kind of message. Like. Um, this originated... You don't have kids, eh? I do. You do? How many have you got? Two. How old are they? Four and one, almost one. Okay, so you'll be familiar with the... the Four-year-old with the four-year-old when they start talking, of course, there is this impulse as the parent to speak this baby language that you think they will understand better. It's my worst thing. Yeah, and so you say things, non-parents. You say things to your kids like, "What do you want for your yum yams?" <laughs> <laughs> is that what Cat says to Mav at <laughs> lunchtime? <laughs> They have a bit of a bromance going on, so they. I see like, that. I can see that. Uh, you say things like, uh, "Would you? Would you want? Uh, do you, what do you want before you go do do? You need gonna go do do just now, so you need to get your bunny and your dum dum, your bun bun, where's your bun bun? Get your dum dum, your bun bun. <laughs> you want a milky wilky? You want a milky? We'll get you a milky. Do you, you want a sussy? Don't forget you your nunu dam. Your nunu dam. Your nunu dam. Yeah, don't, don't forget your nunu dam. <laughs> Um, and, and I just decided, no, it's enough. It's enough. <laughs> you guys have to stop that. Okay, you just need to speak English to him. That's what I said to my Is wife. Speak English to the child. And so I started doing that. I was like, no more nyam nyams. What do you, I, said, I remember having this discussion with Ben when he was about three, two, I don't know, two and a half, my oldest. oldest. And I yeah. said, what do you want for your main meal? No more nyam nyams. What do you want for your main meal? <laughs> and he said, uh, saucy. And I said, it's a sausage. <laughs> and he said, I want the sausage now. And I said, no, 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 you be patient. I'm going to the fridge. I'm going to get the sausage, take it out. And then, of course, they want it now. I want the sausage now, Dada! <laughs> and I was like, no, it's still got to go to the microwave. You warm it up. We put it on the table. eat like a normal human being. I want the sausage now, Dada! <laughs> and then I just, I lost my cool. And I broke my own promise to myself. What and I was like, say? Dada! 
make hot for sussy. <laughs> and I, and I, and how it relates to Valentine's Day is, I, I think that what happens is, <laughs> is that when you have two small kids, is it's hard to stay romantic. It's hard to keep the spark alive. And I think part of that is not just because you're not sleeping properly and you both smell like vomit half the time, but I think it's also the language you speak to your kids infiltrates your own conversations does, with your partner. So and I go away, I'm away for two weeks now and a similar thing happened a few years ago. I got back late on the Sunday night and I got into bed and my wife was half asleep and she rolled over, looked at me and said, Mama, make hot for sussy? <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be a record bell ringing episode. <laughs> and you then, can ring my bell. And then, I'm pretty sure that Bertie then, had a quote about ringing the bell. Did he? Yeah, just look at someone in the audience and go, Madam, you look very familiar to me. Are you sure we haven't fornicated before? <laughs> Down in Algie's basement with a cream pie and the little bell that hanging on my penis. No? Okay. <laughs> I must be mistaken. So what did you say to your wife? Did you say... This morning? No, when you got the hot saucy. Oh, um, I s- no. I d- Did you come I d- back with another baby language response? Or? Well, you know, again, you you'll know what I'm talking about. Like the the the, the foreplay, that whole you don't have time for that. You you just yeah. put the kids down, and you don't know when they're yeah. going to wake up, and you need to get you still sleep. get foreplay. I don't no, we she's like get the towel, get the ky. I'm like, where, where is it in the baby's room? Why is it in the baby? No, I was putting a suppository in. This is no longer <laughs> romantic. Yeah, it kind of kills the mood, right? Yeah. So, how long have you been married for then? Uh, 11 years. Really? Yeah. Okay. Only once though, hey? We met in 1988. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So, what's the, what's the secret to keeping the spark alive? Is it, well, is it, you should read a book uh, about uh, sex in long-term relationships by a psychologist whose name I forget, but it's called Mating in Captivity. <laughs> Great. Sounds uh, and the an idea, amazing page the, well, turner. The, no, it's, it's actually it's a great book if you're in a long-term relationship because it it speaks uh, about how these modern-day relationships we have, the pressure that we put on each other because I need you to be everything. Like in the past, the, the marriage was a sort of economic transaction and and you it was accepted you if you needed love you went somewhere else but now i need you to be my partner and um, romantic partner and lover and 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 mother of the children and and business co-business operator and and all this stuff and then still be romantic and uh, domesticity is actually the most powerful antidote to desire that's kind of the central thesis of the book and uh, yeah, and then be a man, man, just once a year, <laughs> just once though. Don't and, ever do and it. hope that it all turns out. <sighs> uh, I actually, and, and I think uh, uh, I spoke a lot about this in, in my last show and how um, how to keep the the thing. Chris, do you have kids? You don't have kids, eh? No, None and, and nobody about. nobody really prepares. You don't learn at school. You, no one tells you that when the baby comes out, you, you the mother will bond with the child because of a drug called oxytocin, and as a result, she'll be pouring all of her love on the child, while you, Chris, pour all of your love on a tissue. And I'm telling you now, <laughs> I'm informing you now that that's how it's going to go. <laughs> I'm saving you the heartache later. But it just... <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. He is, but he is right though, because you, there's so much you don't get told. No, 
Do you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, the sec, I mean, oh God, you've had three. I don't know how you've done that. But it's like, they don't tell you, well, okay, when you have one, you're basically as the dad, you're pretty much out the, out of the equation, right? You're discarded to the, it's all about the baby. Baby comes first and you're, and you're kind of like second or whatever. And you get, I mean, you know, you're a man, so you take that shit. But then you have the second one because you figure, ah, well, you know, you're in it, so you might as well have a second one. But then what they don't tell you is what all the guilt that comes along with that because you then the, – the the first child is jealous whenever you give attention to the second child and you can never give enough attention. And so you're just walking around carrying a whole bunch of guilt. Have you had that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, all of that. So how do you do the three thing? The three, the three, ch- the three, three babies. Ch- like it's, it's a lot. Thank God my wife's been spared. I don't know how, I don't know how we would, we would deal with more. Um, Are you going to have more? No, no, that's it. We're done. Um, I think it's quite important that you get time out as as a couple, and th- and that's not like you can't because just the thought that there are children somewhere in the house for I think for for a woman. We're talking about heteronormative things here, right? Just yeah. heteronormative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the mother, it's it's a very powerful again antidote to desire. Knowing your kid could walk in that door at any moment, um, so you need to get away. I think you need to just get away. But even if you are at home, it can still happen, and you just have to. I don't know if you've had the situation where they walk in and you th- it's dark and you think it's Tyrion from you know. <laughs> Game of Thrones. And then they come up with a dummy. It's happened. They come up with a dummy in the mouth right up to you and go, <laughs> Is Dada hurting, Mama? <laughs> no, Mama's making hot for sussy. That's what's happening. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, but, Carry on. There's but, more. No, but three. But three uh, yeah, I think it takes a lot of it takes a lot of um, careful thinking to to make sure that your relationship thrives in the midst of all of that chaos. Because I mean, you've got they're basically like psychopaths as well, small children. They are. It's like yeah. they're shining. Yeah, all over. Uh, the oldest, our oldest is nine. He's starting to become a human, and that's nice. <laughs> it is nice. Yeah, man. it's finally because like it's hard to relate when they're young. You yeah. just feel like you. Absolutely useless. Did you get that? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, and you perpetually concerned what I am about getting in trouble with my wife because I'm terrified of her. Well, I'm always in trouble. It's like it's, there's no like oh, I'm living the dream right now. It's like no. Why were you at work with all those people all day, <laughs> <laughs> having fun, eating cake, making your show? <laughs> <laughs> Saying he spayed his wife. <laughs> well, I was here changing nappies, running after children with snotty noses. So true. Yeah. So true. Because it's like you just in you just in shit all the time. It's like the degree of shit changes, but you're always in shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's you like DefCon three or ten. Like you, you, you know, you're always in a DefCon range. Yeah. You're not just okay. That's no, very, very short-lived. It's horrible. <laughs> Chris, are you taking notes here? Because it's... You're, you're living your best life right now. This is it. This is it. No, it's actually... You know, that's a, it's a, it's not all... It's, you know what it is? It's... it's uh, when you get to this point, it can be stunningly shit and also amazing within the space of a minute. 
that but that's the paradox right yeah. it's like it can be amazingly shit yeah and that's actually rad it is mm. it is and 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 then you've got these little people that just adore you and Isn't it's it the like best thing? that kind of love is where you're gonna get that what do you say to people like gareth cliff you're just at cliff central who like say kids, well, kids talking, are bad. talking to gareth, gareth wasn't there kids are bad what do you say to that kids are bad kids are bad kids are bad yeah um or ki- there's no no one should have any more kids yeah or the people who just like fuck that i'm not having kids that choose that, actively that's fine. not to. They, they, I don't mind. You know, I've got friends who don't want to have kids. In fact, the godfather of my kids is not going to have kids. Is that why he became the godfather? Uh, we actually no, but in retrospect, it's the best choice because what you typically do is you make your best friend the godfather, and then he has kids, and he's got no fucking time for your kids. Yeah, that's a bloody good. Scenario to talk about, yeah. right? It's like, so what you need is a yeah. single man with no kids, no intention of having kids, mm. and then he, when he's with our kids, I mean, it's phenomenal for them. Then he's almost inheriting like a whole awesome set of problems. He is completely committed to those children. Don't you feel it's like you're gifting them a lot of problems? No, because he, 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 when he sees like, a problem, he goes home. Yeah, but think about it. He's choosing. <laughs> choosing <laughs> but he's like, he's like, dude, I'm not having kids, and you go, yeah, have mine. Yeah, well, not really. That's almost like a dick really. move. You, you a know, he's move. he's quite clear on his boundaries. What, what, no, kind no, of he, what do you mean? He he comes there and he, it's like intense time. It's one or two, three hours max, and he's out, and that's it. Huh? Um, but he but he's there for all kinds of guidance, and I'm pretty confident later in their lives he'll be that dude they can go to. Right. How do you make that choice though? Did you, did you have like a option A, B, C, and like how did you wind up choosing? <laughs> Yeah, we we made some bad choices as well. I think what it's it's kind of like a bit of the shotgun. We had we picked a few godparents. That's what you should do. Pick a pick a few. Don't exactly. put all your eggs in in one basket. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that the second godfather ended up uh, ended up having an affair with his wife's best friend. And then we were like, okay, we don't need you anymore. We've got the other guy. <laughs> so it was a mistake. Well, maybe, but maybe. who knows? Let's talk about mistakes. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made on stage? Have you ever bombed? Talk us through like your early days on stage. Uh, Anything jumps to mind? Yeah, many of those things. I can remember stuff. actually, you know, I did I did character work for the first while. I did, I did like a character when I was starting out because I could hide behind the character. And, and, then, <laughs> um, and then at some point I realized, yeah, if you're really going to do stand-up, you need to be you. You need to, you know, drop this accent and this stuff. And the very first night that I did that, uh, I got heckled from the back of the room. I was like, you're not funny. Just get get off the stage. And then I was like, okay. And I did. I walked straight off the stage, out the door, into my car. And I was like, I think that's it. How long ago was this? It was probably like 2003, 2002. How do you bounce back from that? Um, I think I was pretty fortunate to have people around me who went, no, no, don't, don't do that. Uh, just, just keep going, keep working on your stuff, and um, and I did that, and and you go through various iterations of that. Uh, I did this corporate thing recently for a billionaire at his golf uh, at his uh, golf uh, game farm in. I don't want to mention any names, Johan Rupert. And um, and basically, 
He heckled me throughout my 15 minutes whilst chain smoking with his back to me uh, in front of 300 people. And um, what? Yeah, and I and then he's trying to he, he grabbed them. I made the mistake. I made the mistake of giving him the microphone at one point. Are you spicing? Was this actually? No, wrong? that actually happened. And then I took the microphone back. And then anyway, I finished the 15 minutes in nine. And then I walked straight out the door into the middle of the fairway at the risk of being eaten by something. And I was just like, <laughs> and then I and I went back into the room. <laughs> Sonal space. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. I also made the mistake two years ago of uh, of losing like half a million rand on on the production of a show uh, where I was promised some finance and it didn't come through and uh, and that that hit me pretty hard for a good year I think. What did you learn about yourself in that whole experience? Uh, I think I learned well in terms of you know trusting people uh, who you, you've had previous experience of th- them operating in this way, and then you you do it again because your ego is like, well, this could lead to international fame and fortune, so I'll just I'll go with it again. So I think I learned something in in that area, but I think I also learned that subsequently it's okay you can bounce back from that and actually look back. In the moment, you think, wow, that was an epic failure. And then uh, two years later, you go, that'll make a really great Instagram post uh, where I lose 75 followers and actually feel good anyway. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there. I know being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely experience. You sometimes get stuck, don't you? Well, if you're like me, being stuck sucks. But what if you could access the minds of over 850 CEOs who have built companies generating billions of dollars in revenue and access all of that knowledge in a fraction of a second? Well, the good news is you can literally do that today. What my team have built is Matt Brown AI. It is trained on all the interviews, over 850 of them that I've done to date, all my books, all the knowledge capital that has been generated over the last 10 years right here on the Matt Brown Show. And you can get access to all of that right now for free. So how do you get access to this? Well, head on over to mattbrownshow.com and at the top you'll see community. Hit that link, sign up, it's absolutely free and you'll be given instant access to Matt Brown AI and a community of over 100,000 subscribers. What's your Instagram ambition there? I mean, do you want to be slightly famous in Japan or what's Nick Rabinovitz trying know. to build I think it would be quite cool if I was famous in Lithuania because um, because my ancestors were chased out of Lithuania in the 1880s and they came to South Africa. And you know a lot um, about your heritage. Yeah? yeah, I got quite into genealogy and uh, I did some DNA testing and I've, and I've found all sorts of things. And I actually was part of a documentary recently about... Uh, Lithuanian Jews. So ninety percent of South African Jews are from Lithuania. Really? Well. Yeah. And uh, and then those who didn't leave before the war, the Lithuanians are very enthusiastic uh, collaborators with the Nazis. So they actually wiped out ninety one percent of the people that were left, the Jews that were left. So there were hardly any Jews left there. And uh, and there's been um, this thing: the Lithuanian government have reached out to many of the the, the community here and said, "We'll give you passports." So my kids will probably end up being Lithuanian citizens, but I want to go back and and go 
some people call it uh, like grave hopping when you go and we, we call it mass grave hopping and where we go and look for the people and then do comedy about it in a, in a nightclub in a, in a comedy you, club in Vilnius which I've which I've found you've actually done this no I haven't done it yet oh, you're going, going to yeah oh right when are you going to do that uh, I think either this year or, or, or next year but it's a choice now it's a toss up between Lithuania and Romania because I just discovered that my grad, uh, great grandfather was born in Bucharest Wow, and I had a meeting at the consul the consul the other day, and they said, "Well, we'll do your special thing. We'll make you passport, give you passport. You will find us documents. We'll give you passport. You come for a bride in our consul. We call it a fok, a fire in Romanian. It's a fok. You, we make a fok, <laughs> and uh, we give you a passport. <laughs> Sounds wrong, but it's true. It's a true story. Oh, wow, yep. amazing! But what got you into all of this? Where does this interest, the genealogy, the curiosity um, piece? Yeah. I wasn't, you know, I, I think it was a post forty thing. Uh, I wasn't really interested before, um, but luckily, some people had kept records and family trees, and, and I put the whole thing online. Uh, I'm just telling them I'm, I'm just busy, and then I um and then I have a friend who helped with a lot of the research. And then I started finding graves and I went to visit people. And um, then I did this DNA thing as well, where you get a little uh, swab. swab of your cheek. And um, and then an interesting thing happened where a family in Cape Town discovered that that they uh, their parent was not who they pa- thought their parent was. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, this is happening a lot. Apparently, eleven every, million people last year in the US. I know. Discover that. Do you know what? I've got an interesting genealogy story. So, when my grandfather passed away, he didn't know when the last female was born in our in our family. So I did a similar thing. So I don't know how they did this, but my family is all from the UK. But um, but throughout for the last like. 150, 200 years that did the census. So they'd literally go door to door, knock on the door. Okay, who are you? My name's Nick. Or I'm the dad. How old are you? What your occupation is? My name's Matt. I'm the son of Nick and whatever. Sorry. And they basically did this whole thing and you can track um, through births, deaths and marriages. And so I found out the last time we had a female was uh, 1876 in our what, family. What, what do you mean? Last, no. time a, last time a girl was born. Check it. What? But how... So there are no girls. Zero. Since 1876. Yeah, on my dad's side. None. That is ridiculous. So wait, you one of? One of? How many siblings? So, um, I'm the only child. You're the only child. Okay. Mm. And he is? He is. One of? Uh, who, my dad? Yeah. Also only child. Oh, also an only child. And, then he's got and his dad? He had half, two half brothers. And then they're all men up there. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. I just found out my great grandfather was born in 1876. No way. Yeah, but he wasn't a girl. Huh. I mean, he was. No, he wasn't a girl. Wow. Talk about the swab DNA thing. How does that all So they send you the thing and you take a swab from your cheek and you send it back and then they connect you to this huge database and they can track your hapla, hapla, something or other so they can see literally where you're from geographically over the last few thousand years. And how long does it take you to get your data back? Uh, not long, I don't know, a few weeks. And costs and stuff like that? It's quite expensive. I think it's around about four grand. Okay. Um, and then you can do a more advanced Y DNA test, which basically is for the male line. So you can actually 
you can track that and and this is what this person in Cape Town did and they discovered that the, that I was their closest genetic match. So can you actually reach out to these people? Uh you can if you want to. So you can go like you like Google directory sort of well, thing. Well, it's on on if you want if you want to be anonymous you can, but if you want your results to be then it's all there and you can go. And so in theory we could be related. Yeah, we could. In some weird way. We could. And then legitimately we wouldn't know. But then I do this test thing. Like yeah. data comes back and then I go, oh shit, it's Nick Rabinovitz. It's yeah. funny, he's been on my show. Yeah. <laughs> and for this uh, for this guy, it was particularly uh, shocking because not Jewish and from a different faith and um, just suddenly discovers he's 50% Jewish. There was a social experiment that was done. I saw this on YouTube. There was a guy who basically believed or his whole thing, he was a racist essentially and he was saying that, you know, uh, Mexicans are, are like evil and all this kind of stuff. Do you know Darren Brown? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so I heard about that. Yeah, so so I've, I've watched it, but there, it's, it's kind of like that, where this guy was a racist or whatever, and Darren Brown walks this guy through this whole thing, and he breaks down and transforms in the process. But they did the same thing where um, there was basically a bunch of people who were racist, and they, they said, give us your DNA, and they did the swab thing, and they did exactly what you've said, which is they give you a geographic map. And then they say, okay, based on your DNA as a percentage, you're 20% uh, African, 30% Mexican, and like, you know, something like that. And then when they see that the results, you start to question one's own identity because you say, well, actually, no, am I Jewish or am I more than that? Do you know what I mean? It's a very interesting perspective one has. And I'm sure with your comedic lens on things, there's got to be bucket loads of potential material there. Yeah, yeah, the, the, I think there certainly is. I'm 1% Siberian, apparently. Siberian? Yeah. What else is, oh, is part of old Nick Rabinovitz? 98% Ashkenazi Jewish, 1% Siberian. Really, 98%? Yeah. Huh. Um, but what's also cool is you can now do these health DNA tests. Oh, really? Which I did recently as well. And What's they, that? Well, they, they, they basically test your genetic makeup and they can see what genes are defective or absent in some cases. So you did this? Yeah. And what did they say? Well, uh, I found out that um, uh, the, the genes that detoxify certain things, I've got a problem with that, so I can't detoxify alcohol that well or um, that you know that little charred piece of the meat on the briar that's so delicious. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you've got to take a pill pop up bill before you have to bry for that and um, and a bunch of other stuff that's quite some of it's quite alarming like if I was a woman and if I took and, um, hormone replacement therapy the link between that and breast cancer is very high because of an absent gene in that and that's actually what happened to my mom she went on HRT and five years later got breast cancer shit. Um, so that kind of thing that can be life threatening and, and you can find out in your DNA test. So they say your propensity for cancer is this, your propensity for well, heart Well, I'll probably hand it down to my daughter so she needs to understand that. The heart attack thing, my dad had his first heart attack at 40 and his dad died of one and his dad. So I had already checked that out but and the, the DNA test confirmed. Okay, so what do you have to do to protect oneself? Um, well, I suppose I mean, knowledge is power. In, in right, your so. case, I, th I think just no, no love, no, no glove, no love, and then and then you've got two. You you happy with two? Mm. No, uh, yeah, fuck, I'm done. Okay, yeah, that's then just protect. So, I mean, she just, could get a marina. Just you marina. could just have the. Yeah, she could. Um, what do they call it? The tubes tied. Uh, I'm not doing it. Would you? Would, have you had your tubes? Tied? No, I, I I I wouldn't because I watched a YouTube video of it. I don't know if you've ever seen this, Alexis. Fuck sex. 
Okay, now what they do is, it's a misnomer. They don't actually tie the tubes. What they do is they make an incision in the in the, the ball bag, and then they, they pull out the uh, yeah, that's my word. little tube called the... <laughs> The vast difference. Do you know that bulls in Colorado, they call them uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters? Anyway, that's, that's not relevant to the story. But they take out the little thing called the vast difference. This is this little tube. And then they, 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 they bring a little uh, Swiss army knife for the scissors and they snip that. And then they bring in a welder. This is all on YouTube. They bring in the welder with the, with the hat. They go, and, the, and then he actually, on each end, cauterizes it. And then that's how they seal the ends, and then they pop it back in. Sometimes you don't even need to stitch it back up, and then everything works apparently um, <laughs> as it would normally. You can still there's full function. I didn't know this. You can still uh, ejaculate, but then when they get the, the swimmers get out and they're like this, and they're like where where, and then eventually what happens is it's just like like that because it's a cul-de-sac. That's actually quite sore. <laughs> Nick just smashed himself on the head. Should we play a game? Yeah. Just do it. Baseball? No. No, you're going to swing baseball bats just now. So okay. I don't, I don't know what this game is, dude. So, but they, they seem to know what it is. Hey, guys. What's up? So, uh, thanks for a super interesting morning. We appreciate it. Um, so, this game is called the Improv Challenge. So, what's going to happen is we're going to hold up and read out what's on these pieces of paper. And then you have to act well, improvise that theme into your conversation. Okay. Simple I'm enough. Get killed you. <laughs> Yo, Matt you know, loves he's a game. comedian, right? So this is what he does. I, I, oh, I'm actually just, in fact, you know, I, what? I don't do improv though. I'm not, I'm not great at improv. I mean, I'm, I might be. It's never too late to start. Okay, yeah. Okay. Cool. So we'll start off with overly dramatic. Well, can I just clarify something? Are we talking about this thing, or we need to be that thing? So you, yeah, you, int- you incorporate into it. your conversation. Yeah. Incorporate into your conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's uh, you, you, yes. Be overly dramatic. Uh, okay. Be overly dramatic. Okay. Are you going yeah, first? There you go. This me. I'm done. Okay. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, basically, so Brad said, you know what? I think he needs to go for occupational therapy. And I was like, well, are you sure? And he said, no, I'm not sure. What do you think? And I was like, well, I'm not sure. But <laughs> I think he does because the thing is, he's just, he's really not speaking. And I think it's really a problem with this child. Because as you know, if your child is not speaking properly, you really need to do something. He's not walking properly either. And I just think it's very expensive, but we need to just invest the money. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, yes, he's only seven months, but I just think... You should really think about it. I think so too. You know, best scenario is you should put him down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think we need to move on from that one. Um, Angry compliments. They're meant to stump you. (laughs) Angry compliments. You're an incredible comedian. Thanks! <laughs> we knocked it out the ballpark. Yeah, well, that one was short. Hollywood Diva. Oh my god, that mic looks so good near your mouth. <laughs> Katy Perry, is she a Hollywood Diva? Uh, I, but yeah, yes, for now she is, yeah. 
Well, I can remember the way when she and Russell Brand got married, and she was like, she was she was a real diva about this thing that happened at their wedding, where basically they um, they got married in India. I don't know if you remember this. They got married in India, and there were ti- there were tigers. There they were literally tigers uh, that jumped over the fence, and all the wedding guests were running around. Going, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! The tigers! The tigers! The tigers! Oh my god! The tigers! And the guards were pretty chill. They were just looking at the tigers, going, "Holy cow!" <laughs> I think I don't know Hollywood. Yeah, man, that was good. Three-second memory. Well, they say goldfish have a uh, three-second memory, um, but I haven't really tested this out because, well, I'm not saying I don't know any goldfish, but some of my best friends are goldfish, but I just, I'm not sure. What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think I've heard a rumor that 10% of goldfish are, are gay, but they obviously can't remember being gay. <laughs> Ten percent of domesticated sheep are also gay, and they don't remember either because they have insufficient RAM. But that's a different thing. Seriously, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> and I think this one's convenient, seeing as you're both fathers. Only had one hour of sleep. You can go first on that. I've I've been sleeping for a long time. It's just pain. It's all pain. It's pain. Yeah, I mean. Look, I had one hour of sleep because the baby is teething, and you know mm. that's like, and um, mm. yeah, she was just waking up on the hour every half an hour, which is weird. But I went to the cupboard and there, there was no teething powder. We had literally run out of teething powder, and uh, and I at this stage had had forty five minutes of sleep, and then she went back to bed for. To 15 minutes and I got another 15 minutes which meant I'd had one hour of sleep and then my wife woke me up and said you need to go to the pharmacy to get more teething powder and I said but it's 2 o'clock in the morning she said go and so I got to the 24-7 <laughs> pharmacy and I said I need the teething powder and, uh, and the pharmacist said sorry sir we, we're out of teething powder we haven't stocked since 2008 we banned teething powder in 2008 and I had to drive around for two hours looking for a Nigerian and I found him and I said, I'm sorry about the xenophobia, but I just need 10 grams and another five for the baby because I've only had one hour sleep. <laughs> Round of applause for Negro. That was great. So, dude, what is one thing about you that no one knows but you wish they did? Uh, nobody knows. Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. That I wish they did know. Mm. Not, <clears throat> I don't. Jeez, there's not much. I think that I think maybe some people don't know that I'm quite a serious, deep-thinking individual. That's that's probably not going to make a joke on the spot when they meet me and say, "Do you want to just just give us just tell us one, just give us one." Um, do you I, get that? Yeah, I do sometimes. Um, many people don't know that that my first job. Well, actually, my first job was I was a gardener. Um, legit, legit. And the second job I had was as a river guide. Uh, and my job as the huntlanger, I wasn't the actual guide. Was I had to carry the bucket, the toilet, the mobile toilet, with the bag 
like people would use it. I'd set it up on the side of the Orange River, and then people would use it all night and then the day. And then the next morning, I would have to pack up the bag and carry it on my boat, but you know, for four days. Why didn't you just bury it? Uh, because the the wind on the banks of the Orange River it's sand, and and the, you could see where people just went, and because of the toilet paper, and the wind the wind would blow the sand off, and then it wouldn't be very nice for the other people. Hmm. Um, so that's interesting. I I did that, <laughs> and then I quit because there's only so much of other people's shit that you that you're willing to deal with. How do you take? So much shit, because you must have been given buckets <laughs> as a comedian. Not really, actually. Really? No, now and then you get letters and things. And How do you deal with, like, haters? Haters oh, be haters. Or yeah, hitless. I've gotten some rough ones, a couple of rough tweets and some anti-Semitic things. I just generally don't respond. And how do you deal with a heckler on stage? Like that guy who's like, oh, get off stage, oh, yeah. man. You, you kind of get better at just kind of kind of talking to people and finding out what's what's really going on. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes you have to get back up. But I remember once a guy heckling me. I was doing this bit about Afrikaans being a dying language. And um, and this guy was like, he just from the back just shouted, Fuck off! And I went, I think you meant fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy. So you've got a show coming up. I've got a show on right now, yeah. Oh, now? Okay. Yeah, now. That's why I'm here. What's Otherwise, I'd be with my wife on Valentine's Day. No, you would be. Yeah. She's your hard worker here. Sacrifice. Yeah. It's called uh, Dry White. No, it's not. What, the show? Yeah. Yeah. Is it really called it's Dry called White? It's called Dry White, yeah. You said it was a much longer name earlier. Oh, uh, did I? Yeah. Like, or something about surviving 40. For, fortified. Yeah. Something like that. That's... That was my last show. Well, what's this? How one old about? are you? I'm forty. Oh, you, you just turning forty? Yeah, I wrote a show when I was forty about turning mm. forty. Huh? Yeah. So tell us about your show. Uh, my show was written in the in the drought. It was just before day zero, um, and and then unfortunately for me, it, it rained, and then I had to write new jokes. And <laughs> and and when comedians write new jokes, it's you gotta go and test those jokes out at comedy clubs, and and it's a little bit uh, nerve wracking to do a new joke for the first time. What's the guy's name with the camera? Mav. Mav. It's like doing a new joke for the first time. Mav is like oh, dry oh, there white. it is. Yeah, yeah, look at that. Oh, except that's the wrong graphic. Is it? Uh, you wanna you wanna look up uh, dry white theater on the square? But thanks for <laughs> thanks for your. <laughs> Thanks for that, man. <laughs> like, you're like the guy who's just walked on stage from the side and then he's lost and had to but walk that, off But that silence. is me. You can bring it back if you want. That's me showering under a bottle of Chardonnay um, because it, it had gotten that bad in, in Cape Town. Dry white. Yeah, that, that's from 2018. So you've got a wine glass going onto a shower cap with you in a shower with no shirt on. Yeah. What does that say? Well, it says it was very dry, and uh, that's, yeah, I wouldn't read too much more into that. It's like a parody of the Jacob Zuma. It's also a very low-res picture, and just, if you'd, if you'd just, go, just go to Google, and then put in CompuTicket Dry White. Yeah, we're going to wait. We'll all wait for you. <laughs> but what's the show about in the meantime? Uh, well, it's about um, 
being married, being post 40, trying to stay woke post 40. There you go. Matt. That's what it it's was. It's about marriage. It's about infidelity. I tell a story about my brush with, uh, there on the left, that one there. Yeah. My brush with infidelity. I talk about transphobia. Hmm. What ha- tell us about the brush with infidelity. Well, it happened after a show. You remember when Kakiso Rabada brushed Steve Smith? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, on his way down the pitch. And he got a one-match suspension. Well, yeah, something similar happened to me, but it didn't involve cricket. And um, it was after a show in a small coastal town, an hour and a half from Cape Town. I don't want to mention the name, Hermanus. And uh, I'll tell a story about that. Can you tell us now? Well, yeah. yeah, give us a taste. A taste of the story. Give well, us a taste. it was basically after the show, and an Afrikaans woman came up to me, very attractive, and she said, Nick, I, I just. Um, <coughs> can I Afrikaans prat? You can. And I, and I said, Yeah, and she said, The show was great. Do you want to go for some drunkies? <laughs> and I said, Yeah, we'll go for some drunkies. I was with my friend Tony, so I figured, you know, it's not me on my own. It's okay, I'm with my wingman. Um, godfather of my children he'll look out for me and so we went for drunkies and then they turned into many drunkies mostly on her part and then I drove I offered to drive her home and then this whole scene took place in the driveway where I accidentally kissed her on the mouth Alexis but there was no tongue involved does that mean it's cheating? touch and go touch and go hey yeah and then I Basically, told my wife. Postcode? I knew I had to. T- you know, when you have to, you got to just spill the beans. Like I had to come back and tell my wife about it. Are you spicing? Is this actually happening? No, this actually happened. Really? Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. So this girl, this broad, just launch herself into you? No, just like she was getting out the car, and I just let. We just. I was just going to say goodbye, and then it just. Oh. Began. But there was no, literally, no tongue in, involved, and also she was Afrikaans, and they do kiss everyone on the mouth. I don't know if you've noticed. They do. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are. Could be Oma, Opa, Wums, Danish, Ma, Pasha, Sheep, Putti, Oinkies, Kainkies, Smoffies. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's always on the lips. Yeah. In fact, I so, so I've got this TV travel show on SABC. TV travel show on SABC. Called Tires and Briars. And we go to these weird briars. And this one guy, the one briar, said, Yeah, Nick, the ears to care that you're your girlfriend, Oop Monsoon. Okay, that's like a French you can kiss, right? Moet jy eerst sachies in haar oor vluister. Jy moet sachies in haar oor vluister, kan jy braai broekies maak? As a ja sê, fucking game on. Wow. It's a cool story. It was a cool story. Mm, I like that. Yeah. So uh, when talk us talk us through some of the upcoming dates. Is this running now? So you say it's on now. So did you not click on the on the link so we can see when it is? Um, thanks, Mav. <laughs> All right. So so this show runs. Um, it's a musical and Chicago. Uh, that's me. And that's you doing I, I've got these these fake boobs that I. These are more of a Tony. I'm more of a Tony. I want to go see her. I love her. My ring is off. My ring is off. <laughs> uh, you can go see Alan Committee and Richard the Third. Um, or Mousetrap. Maps having own. a problem. So what I suggest, man, if you go up, if you go doing. up the page and what then you, you type in search, you type dry white. Fuck you. Yeah, know. you type dry white. 
That's it. That's it. There you go. And then you click on that one that says Nick Rubinos. No, no, no. There we go. That's it. That's it. There we go. Now, you look, you see they put the N in caps, which is weird. And the I. is. I've asked them to change it. They haven't. And it's at the Auto and General Theatre on the square. That's the Nelson Mandela Square. And then if you click date and time, if you click there, you'll see it's on from the 14th. Whoa. That's Valentine's Day until the 23rd. Uh, and six of seven of those are sold out, so you'll have to huh. come. You'll have to find a night. Would you like to give away a ticket? Yeah, I'll give away a ticket. Great, I'll have to, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> We've got tickets for Wednesday and Friday. I'll need two. You Thanks. need two, okay? You need two. Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks. That was great doing business with you. That's no, it's a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So go get your tickets at CompuTicket. Yeah. Uh, this, you see, this is, I decided to explore the water crisis. Doesn't it feel a bit mute now? To people and like it also says, uh, now, and then now I've got to talk about other stuff because uh, Joe Biggers don't care that much about the drought anyway. They don't. Yeah. Also talk about whether the land should be given back. Just scroll down and then it says, just kidding. White, white person wants to discuss that. <laughs> What do you think? No, I do actually talk. Do about you really? What's your? What is your honest views about that? Uh, I think that uh, I think we need to find a way to be more inclusive. Mm. Do I do think that we have all benefited from uh, what three hundred and fifty years of colonialism and mm. just find a way, White find privilege. a way to give back some somehow? Mm. I met with our housekeeper recently. I said, "Nosipo, we want to help you find a place." And she came back and she had circled Clifton. Two bed, two bath, <laughs> three sheep. <laughs> Nick, why do you do comedy, but what gets you out of bed in the well, morning? Well, 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 what gets me out of bed? Mm. I love, I don't know, I love connecting with people and audiences and, and making a bunch of people laugh. Is a, it's addictive. You get, you get all sorts of juices from that. Mm-hmm. Um Probably dopamine. I don't know what the chemical reaction is, but making people happy is is makes me happy. Fantastic, Nick. Thanks for being on the map round oh, show. Fuck, dude. Are we going? Oh, oh fuck. fuck. Okay, now yeah. you made it awkward. Okay. Oh wait, we haven't done Injustice League. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it. This is okay. the best part of the show. All right. What is one injustice that you see injustice. in the world? Yeah, injustice, injustice that you see in the world. Yeah. That you feel as a human race we need to abolish, get rid of. Well, I, I've got a gay friend, Justice, and his partner, Frank, always says that when he's in Justice, it makes him feel good. <laughs> They've actually got to do something. So he has to be okay, like... Okay, so yeah. one injustice that I think... What, what was it again? That you see in the world that, that, you, what, that you feel like, well, you know... It's I should do something about Yeah. Huh. Oh, I mean, there's so many. Like boring people, for instance. Or oh, boring people. Yeah, that's interesting. I, 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 I have this like civilian anxiety uh, where I have to go to a meeting where there are non-comedians present, whether it's a social gathering or something like that. And um, I, I actually think it's Trump supporters at Friday night dinners. That's I think actually that's... The one I need to do something about. I haven't actually found one. Yeah, I've got uh, a few in my wife's family. Really? Yep. 
She's got the cap. The aunt has the cap. No. Make America great again. Seriously? Yep. How do you deal with that? Without being like a... Player? It's very, very hard. Very difficult. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, and also, it's weird because they're Jewish, you know, and, and, and many of Donald Trump's... Look, just because... Alexis, just because Donald, many of Donald's supporters, we saw the march in Charlottesville and all that stuff. Uh, just because Donald Trump is orange, and and all those people were doing the hail Trump salute, that doesn't mean he's a Nazi himself, does it? <laughs> Jesus, no, it doesn't mean that. So that's what I'm saying. It's very difficult to it's tackle. Yeah. yeah, it's a difficult one. But we should okay, all bring we up, should bring do up. a bit to address injustice. Okay, great. So in the world, even so if we're not in justice. Okay, cool. So you're going to pick up this bat, this here baseball bat, or yep. you can choose one. Yep. And then uh, you can just smash the box. Is this like an adult version of the? Uh, <coughs> this is like adult, party game. Adults version of therapy. Now, what's the thing where you but hit the, fun the, way. the dunk the donkey? Pin the tail on the calabash. Just straight down, you can you can go. Just, hit it the wrong just way. straight down, yeah. Straight down, not yeah, like no, not like that. No. Jesus <laughs> 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 Christ! I think no I did respect. that wrong. Nick Rabinovitz, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. This edition of the Map Round Show is brought to you by NetworkSpace.co.za. In fact, our studios are here in building number four at Network Space up in Johannesburg. These guys have made us a huge deal, have really bent over backwards to give us the kind of service that most exciting businesses deserve. If you want more information about Network Space, you can actually come and check out our studio. We are always open to meet new entrepreneurs and business owners from around the country, and you can do that right Right here at NetworkSpace.coza. Thanks for checking out the Map Round Show, guys. And if you'd like to get the Kung Fu put in your ninja, check out digitalkungfu.co.za. Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients haiku went from a two percent share of voice globally to an 11 percent share of voice globally in only seven days if you'd like more information head on over to showworksmedia.com for more that is showworks with an x.com